Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Fellow Falcoholics, welcome to another episode of the Falcons Film Review here on the Falcoholic Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Knight, here to finally get to review a Falcons win. At long last, we're finally seeing the Falcons get in the win column against the Seattle Seahawks, uh, who gave the Falcons a game, certainly. Um, Not the cleanest performance, uh, especially from the defense. The uh, Falcons did allow over 400 yards, including 308 passing yards, 6.1 yards per play, 23 first downs and uh, over 50% uh, conversion rate on third down and 66% fourth down conversion rate as well. But it was enough still uh, to keep the Seahawks in check. Uh, Falcons did allow 23 points, which thankfully was less than the 27 scored by the Falcons offense, which honestly probably should have scored uh, at least another three points, uh, if not for Unfortunately, a botched snap between Tyler Algier and Marcus Mariota late in the game. Uh, That was looking like a very promising drive. Uh, Of course, we had the drone interference as well, which you could probably argue uh, helped the Seahawks defense recover. They were really on their heels on that drive. So a couple of of just unlucky things. I, I I didn't really see a lot of other problems. You know, Marcus Mariota's interception was just a sort of a heave uh, to try to make a play, you know, with five seconds on the clock before halftime. Don't really, didn't really love that play design or play call, but it's not, it wasn't a a backbreaking mistake or anything of that nature. So not overly concerned about that turnover. Uh, Also the Falcons notably uh, cleaner in the penalty department this week, just two penalties for 15 yards compared to six for 47 for the Seahawks. Um, So cleaner, in that regard, uh, the Falcons did allow three sacks. The offensive line struggling a bit uh, to, to handle some of the blitzing from the Seahawks. There was a particularly nice blitz. There's not time, unfortunately, in this to to show it. It's more of a Seahawks play, but the Seahawks executed an excellent slot blitz that was perfectly disguised that got one of those sacks. Um, Falcons playing, of course, with a backup left guard in Colby Gossett, who I thought acquitted himself pretty well, especially as a run blocker. Uh, so that's nice to actually have some reliable depth at the guard position don't remember the last time we've had that um the Falcons themselves on offense I thought played really well um very efficient performance certainly over seven yards per play which is excellent uh only 24 first downs compared to the Seahawks 23 but the Falcons end up coming out ahead here scoring more points despite you know 50 less yards 386 yards to Seattle's 420 uh less time of possession uh, 
you know, the Falcons did convert over 50% of the third downs, which is nice. Uh, but they ran, I think, 15 fewer plays than Seattle in this game. Still come out ahead. Um, so certainly an unusual outcome considering those factors. But the Falcons were able to punch it in when it mattered. Um, the Seahawks had a couple of drives fizzle out. They had uh, an interception late that ended the game. A couple of crucial penalties. They did allow two sacks. The Falcons up to seven sacks on the year, which of course is uh, tremendous numbers for this team. Certainly they're on pace, I think for 40 so far, which would be double, uh, more than double their total from last year, which was just 18 for those of you that don't remember. Um, But overall, I thought the Falcons offense was the star of the game. The defense gave up a lot of yards. They were sloppy. Um, They did really uh, put the clamps on Seattle's ability to score in the second half. They only allowed the field goal, but they did still allow a ton of yards and they were, they were sort of depending on the Seahawks to uh, make some of their own mistakes to sort of knock themselves out of range of, of scoring. And the Falcons to their credit made the plays when it counted, especially at the end of the game, we saw Grady Jarrett with a crucial sack that really halted what looked like a promising scoring drive for Seattle late in the game as the two-minute warning happened. And then Richie Grant, of course, ended it with a terrific interception. Um, great plays there. Marcus Mariota, 13 of 20 for 229 and a touchdown. I thought he, uh, not a lot of passing attempts, obviously. Uh, I thought he did a pretty good job in this one. The one thing I would mention is that the deep passing game, it's just not, it's not on point yet. It is getting better. We did see several deep completions connect in this one, particularly with Alameda Zacchaeus. Um, we'll get to, to one of those a crucial third down conversion in our clips. Um, but really the star, and obviously Kyle Pitts, five catches for 87 yards, his best performance so far. Uh, great to see him finally get involved and become a much more reliable weapon. Uh, but the star of the show, the rushing attack, particularly Corderell Patterson, uh, with 141 yards on just 17 carries uh, for a, an incredible 8.3 yards per carry average, which is insane for that many touches. He also scored a rushing touchdown, had a great catch for a first down. Um, Cordero Patterson has been the offensive MVP so far for Atlanta. Um, and I know, I think I think a lot of people, especially the fantasy community, were expecting him to sort of take on more of a complimentary role. But so far, the Falcons have basically relied on him to be the engine, the mover uh, of this offense. Um, And he's responded to that challenge quite well. Uh, He has been tremendous. Uh, Two games now, over 100 yards. Uh, The opener against the Seahawks Falcons piled up over 200 rushing yards this week. Uh, I believe it was like 170 they had. So almost 180, actually. So Cordero Patterson and the run game, you know, mostly Cordero Patterson, obviously. Uh, Tyler Algier did a solid job, 4.2 yards per carry, six carries for 25 yards. Uh, Avery Williams pitched in with a nice uh, nine-yard run to to get a first down uh, also late in the game. Uh, Mariota less effective in this one. Um, Teams are sort of starting to key on him running. Uh, But as you can see, that's starting to open things up for Patterson and for the play-action passing game as well. This is exactly what the Falcons want, the offense Really firing on all cylinders in this one, and and I'm going to spend this review uh, on the positives, mostly watching this offense, um, and particularly uh, really calling out in a good way uh, Cordero Patterson and the offensive line for what I thought was a really strong second half of running for Patterson. Patterson 
really sort of took over this game in the second half. Only really had the one big run in the first half, uh, which was the touchdown run. We'll get to that first. Um, but just a great second half from Patterson. Really piled it up. Really wore out the Seahawks. I think it could have been better if the drone stoppage hadn't happened. I think the Falcons really were, were grinding them to dust at that point. So uh, let's get to some of these great offensive plays. Celebrate a win here with some positivity. Uh, starting off with Patterson's big day. Breaking down his plays before we uh, sh- shout out some other good plays by some other players on the Falcons offense. All right, folks, let's get to the first play we're going to break down today. This is Corderell Patterson's 17-yard touchdown run. The play is in the second quarter, 8.21 to go on the clock, first and 10. Uh, For those of you listening to the audio, if you want to go look up the game on uh, NFL Plus or whatever, uh, if you have the game recorded or whatever, you can go look up this play. Um, I do have the all 22 now. Uh, that's why this video is coming out a bit late. Uh, it took forever. Uh, I, I've decided I, I just need the all 22. I think we all need the all 22. We're going to have to wait for it uh, some days, especially for the four o'clock games. Hopefully it won't delay the video too much. But as you can see, this is coming out like later on Tuesday instead of Tuesday morning. So uh, bear with me. But we do at least get the all 22 here, which is really important for looking at these runs from a uh, from different perspectives and especially the deep, deep passing plays that we'll get to in a bit. But for now, uh, Cordero Patterson's Big touchdown. Um, pretty pretty great uh, blocking up front here by a couple of key players. This is just going to be a zone run here for Patterson. Patterson's going to take the handoff and run between uh, this gap between the guard and the tackle. B gap there. Um, and he's going to have a huge play because we're going to see Caleb McGarry the right tackle, uh, just completely wipe the edge rusher out of the play on this one. We're also going to see Drew Dahlman with a nice sort of reach block here, uh, getting to the second level to take out this other linebacker. We're also going to see Drake London with a key block here. He's going to block this corner out of the play, which is going to allow Patterson to really hit the gas and accelerate through this hole and get into the end zone with some uh, yards after contact and just run over the safety. Uh, once he gets that head of steam, he is so, so, so difficult to bring down. Um, and we're just going to see a really well executed run block here, a huge hole for Patterson that he's going to take advantage of early on. So let's watch. Going to see Patterson get the handoff here. That key block by McGarry. Drake London just gets enough of that safety to impact the play. And it's just all daylight for Patterson. Um, Obviously, Lindstrom with a good block here as well to maintain his guy. Uh, So here is where you can see this play is going to go really, really badly for the Seahawks. Uh, The edge rusher is completely out of the play. McGarry has walled him off completely. Uh, We've got a double team on the defensive tackle here with Lindstrom and Dahlman. Dahlman's going to break off of this block to take out the linebacker. And then we're going to see London come over here and just get enough of this cornerback to make this easy money for Patterson, who of course just gets his head of steam and he is just so dangerous as soon as he gets into that open field and uh, that safety just can't make the tackle in time. And then we've got Cordero Patterson, 17 yard touchdown run, Uh, key, key play for the Falcons and the really the start of Patterson's takeover of this game. All right, folks, second play we're going to take a look at this uh, going to be fast-forwarding a bit here uh, to the third quarter. 3-11 to go, first and 10. Uh, this is really going to be the start of Patterson's 
uh, sort of dominant second half where he just was rattling off big play after big play. Certainly had quite a few good uh, smaller gains. Uh, we're going to go over some of these big ones to, to sort of show how lethal this Falcons play action game has been and can be uh, because of all the threats that the defense has to account for. The Falcons were gashing uh, the Seahawks with some big passing plays. They're getting a little bit more aggressive trying to get to Mariota, and they have with some success. Uh, but what we're going to see here, this is going to be a very uh, huge run for Patterson. Um, and we're, it's going to basically key on a great read by Patterson uh, to cut this back after the defensive end, the uh, the edge rusher here, who has to have outside contain on this play. He absolutely has to. He's going to crash down unblocked and just charge into the backfield Uh Basically hoping to sack Marcus Mariota. Uh, Uchenna Nwosu, very good player. This mistake is going to be very costly because uh, this is going to be a zone blocking play to the right here. So we're going to see the offensive line all sort of kick down um, like so. And we're going to see some very key blocks here that helped this become an even bigger play. But basically, as soon as Patterson sees that unblocked rusher crash down past him, all he has to do get the handoff and take this uh, down the side. It's a little bit closer to the sideline on the play, but he's going to take that down. We're also going to see Avery Williams motion over here, and he's going to get a key block. Kyle Pitts is going to get a nice block, and that's going to spring Patterson for a huge gain here. So let's watch uh, another great play by Corderall Patterson. So Patterson is going to get the handoff, cut back. We're going to see some nice blocks downfield by Avery Williams and Kyle Pitts, and then it's just Corderall Patterson's dynamic running ability. Um... He's just a really special runner in the open field. We all know that. Uh, he's extremely fast. He has great contact balance, great vision that he's really, uh, I think he's really excelled at that since coming to Atlanta. Just uh, learning the best way to, to cut, learning you know how to use his open field vision that we knew he was excellent at as a returner. Uh, applying that to the running back position, he's been excellent. Um, you know, you see that motion, uh, you're going to see Avery Williams actually going to be used as a blocker on this. You know, you wouldn't think a guy of Avery Williams size, but, um, so right at the handoff here, you can see how, uh, you can see the defender here in Nuosu. He's, he's already crashed really far down. He's all in on Marcus Mariota keeping this ball. Um, and he's got too much momentum. You can see he's at full stride here. Um, now, Patterson may have had a chance, uh, you know, down here as well. That's probably where this play is designed to go, considering, you know, that all the blockers were coming down this way. Um, but the real genius of this is he's able to notice this guy crashing down. He's already too deep. So all Patterson has to do is just turn and kick this up uh, to get outside on the sideline. And, of course, we're going to see some key blocks here. Um You've got Avery Williams here, Kyle Pitts here. Patterson's going to sort of just knife through these guys, and he's so fast when he gets in the open field that it's just daylight. Uh, he can outrun guys. He can break angles, and it's just he is a rare talent, um, and it's incredible to me that no one else has been able to unlock this before Arthur Smith. You know, you got a guy of that size, of that speed, but uh, tremendous play by Patterson. Uh, great read there. Great uh, play design. Um, you know, I think that based on the blocking we saw downfield with Avery Williams, that even though, you know, the offensive line was blocking down uh, towards the right side, I would actually say that this was 
pretty much designed to be a cutback if if the defender crashes down like that um and it worked perfectly so great play design i think and of course great running by quarterall patterson for the huge gain there all right guys next big patterson run quite a few of those in this game uh this one's the very next play actually uh third quarter 242 remaining for another first and 10 for the falcons uh again this is just gonna be pretty simple stuff uh outside zone we're gonna see the entire line block to the right here uh we're gonna see some very good blocking by non-offensive linemen here it's gonna be a big play for patterson um and we're even gonna see honestly a good play by the seahawks but patterson's just too fast uh he's he's too quick he's able to avoid it um so let's let's take a look uh at what happens here so like i said we're gonna see uh these guys the offensive line, obviously. Jake Matthews is going to try to take out the nose tackle on this one. We're actually going to see a double team by Dahlman and Colby Gossett on the three tech. Um, and we're going to see... Uh, and honestly, the uh, the three tech, I can't see his number. Uh, he does a great job here of splitting this double team and getting into the backfield. But Patterson is just going to take this and just avoid him. Get down here. We're also going to see some really key blocks uh, from... Parker Hesse, Kyle Pitts, and downfield, Jared Bernhardt uh, getting into the action here on a key block. And this is going to be another huge play for the Falcons. Let's watch this play out. Patterson could take this handoff. Avoid the three-tech there. Um, and we're just going to see some really good downfield blocking to spring this for even more yardage. Like, this was probably, you know, a good, you know, good 10-yard run here. But the, the downfield blocking, um, absolutely key. And we're going to see a really nice... Uh, just, just really nicely done here. You can see Caleb McGarry, uh, and this starts off as a double team, right? For McGarry and for Lindstrom on the defensive end. We're all, then we're going to see McGarry leak out and seal off the linebacker. We're going to see Hesse take out his guy. We're going to see Pitts get involved. And then we're going to see Bernhardt running downfield, getting involved. And once Patterson avoids that three tech, he's just going to take this, for big, big money gain here. Um, just, you can see that the three tech gets close. He beats that double team. It's a great job by him. Um, but Patterson's just too fast. He can't, he can't catch him. Patterson's already sort of gotten out of there. Um, and now it's just a foot race. Patterson's outside. He's broken contained. Pitts getting enough of his guy to spring him for a few more. Hesse as well. And Bernhardt sealing off the outside corner. And another big play. Uh, so let's just, let's watch that one more time and it's per and it's full glory here for Patterson. Just, you can see how dynamic he is and he just gets yards after catch. I mean, it, it, I can say it a million times, right? Uh, just a really special combination of traits there for Patterson. Uh, good read, good running, but really the blocking sets that one up. Uh, and that's, that's going to be the key to this Falcons running game. Can they hit these blocks with consistency? Can they do it against good teams? They did it against the saints who are known for their run defense, Seattle, not necessarily known for their run defense, um, but it's good to see them take advantage and have another great day on the ground because that will be massive for the Falcons' run game going forward. All right, next play we're going to take a look at. This is the hurdle play for Corderell Patterson. Uh, very fun play to watch. This is going to be another outside zone uh, off tackle. I don't know that they uh, meant it quite as literally off tackle as Patterson's going to make it literally jumping over the tackle later on this play. Uh, this is going to be in the fourth quarter, 929 remaining first and 10 
uh, Patterson going to be hurling a man. Uh, this is one of the most fun plays of the game, just a really enjoyable one. Um, and again, it's going to be a whole team effort here in terms of the blocking. Um, so the first thing you're going to notice is a double team here from Colby Gossett and Jake Matthews on the uh, <clears throat> on what looks like a, uh, the defender lined up in what might be like a 4-I here, um, which is interesting alignment. Uh, but the Seahawks are playing like a 3-4 base look here, so not, you know, not that unusual for that um, with the nose tackle lined up in the zero. So um, we're going to see these two guys get the pancake block actually, uh, but both fall down. Uh, and interestingly, Jake Matthews falling down is going to delay uh, the linebacker getting to this play as well. Uh, and then Parker Hesse going to kick out, take out this guy. Um, you know, we're going to see a nice contribution from Keith Smith to seal this off. And then Patterson's going to just take this uh, and going to hurdle the left tackle and just keep going for a nice gain here. Uh, just a really nice, fun play. So uh, that really helps the Falcons offense again. Uh on this one. So we're going to see Patterson with the handoff here. Uh, the pancake, the jump, <laughs> the hurdle over uh, the offensive tackle here, which is just absurd. Um, <laughs> it's like the vision to see that, uh, to literally jump over the left tackle and the tackle attempt from Jordan Brooks. Um, I mean, you could see him get, get the vertical to just completely avoid the hands of Jordan Brooks there. Uh, and then it's just daylight for a few more yards, uh, just, and also adds the truck of the safety, uh, Jones at the end of this play as well. Um, just a really fun play. And again, it's just full team effort blocking here. Keith Smith and Parker Hesse sealing off that edge, uh, defender getting the double team pancake on, uh, the four eye three tech guy there. Uh, and also taking out a second defender with how that's blocked up allowing Patterson to make a really acrobatic play here to get a bunch of extra yardage. Um, and you love to see it. It's just a really fun play. Um, nice, of course, moves by Patterson, showing off his athleticism and his vision um, and just taking it to the Seahawks defense physically. That's what this uh, offense really needs to to open up what Smith wants to do. Again, that, that physical downhill Running, uh, stressing them out with the outside zone, with the quarterback run, everything, everything going according to plan here, except for the the turnover that's going to happen here shortly uh, on what should be a scoring drive here. You know the drone interference as well. But uh, Cordell Patterson, just an amazing game. Uh, just wanted to highlight some of his terrific runs in this one. All right, folks. Now I'd like to call attention to some other uh, great plays in this one. Um, and this is one of my favorites. Uh, the Falcons made a clear and concerted effort to get Kyle Pitts involved early and often. And this was one of the more creative ways they did so. Uh, this is going to be a tight end screen. Um, it's going to be Kyle Pitts uh, blocking here. Um, not necessarily getting a great piece of, of the uh, edge rusher here. But it's intentional because he's then going to leak out right into this open space, catch the pass and then have uh, some nice blocking uh, downfield from the offensive line that's going to come down here and try to kick out these guys. And then we're going to see Pitts almost take this for a touchdown, uh, showing off his ability to run after the catch really well. Um, we saw the Falcons attempt to run this with Parker Hesse at one point. It didn't go great. Uh, the, the defender got past the tight end and was able to take down Mariota before he could get this pass off. They were able to shut it down. Um, and this one... 
The defender does get close to blowing this up. He comes in here, but Mariota is able to dump this off quickly to Kyle Pitts, who's then able to run this like it should be run. And he's obviously a much more dynamic threat than Parker Hesse. No offense intended. I think Hesse's played quite well so far this year. Um, but this is the danger of having a tight end as talented as Kyle Pitts, who I think is coming into his own as a blocker a bit. He's not necessarily a huge impact player there, but I think he's much closer to league average as a blocker than the sort of underwhelming blocker that he was last year. And I think that's really important for his overall development. I know you guys want to see him catching passes, not blocking, but his threat uh, and ability to block will open up the playbook even more for him going forward. So I'm excited to see that, but let's watch this play out. Uh, first of all, we're going to see Zacchaeus in motion. We know the Falcons love to run that motion. Um, Mariota's going to take this. Have to avoid a little pressure here, but he dumps it off quickly to Kyle Pitts, who just turns on the Jets, shows off that run after catch, almost trucks the safety for the touchdown, but gets that inside the five, setting up a touchdown drive here for the Falcons. Um, just seeing some really nice stuff here. Uh, this is, you know, designed to go this way from the very beginning. And you could tell that because these two offensive linemen, you got Drew Dahlman and uh, Caleb McGarry heading out here to get some blocks downfield. Um, and they really do a great job of walling off the defenders, giving Kyle Pitts an opportunity to really uh, have a chance to even score on a screenplay uh, from like almost 30 yards out, which is really impressive. Um, so, uh, just watch this beautiful play in motion one more time. Pitts gets that catch, and he's just flying downfield. Uh, really nice downfield blocking from Drew Dahlman, showing off that athleticism. Uh, Caleb McGarry as well, getting involved and really just sealing that defender out of the play entirely. Um, really opening that up to a much bigger gain than it could have been. Um, giving Kyle Pitts a chance here really delivers the blow on the safety there, but unfortunately can't keep his feet. Uh, goes out inside the five, but still a, a tremendous play. Uh, like that play design, obviously it's great when it works. Um, and I think it's going to work more often and open you up to those big gains more often with Kyle Pitts running it as opposed to like a Parker Hesse. So uh, really happy to see that. Uh, I think you should scheme up touches for Kyle Pitts like we saw in this game going forward. I hope they continue to do that this season. All right, folks couple more plays to get to today. There's just so many good offensive ones. I don't know when the next time we're going to get this, you know, so I got to take advantage. Uh, this is going to be an absolutely crucial third down conversion here by Alameda Zacchaeus with a great throw from Marcus Mariota. Uh, this was after a sack, I believe, on a pretty nice blitz by the Seahawks, uh, setting up the Falcons in a third and very, very long situation. Um, and we're going to see Mariota make a really good decision to go for the whole conversion here and not check it down like we've seen him have a tendency to do a little bit in these early games. Um, so we're gonna what we're gonna see is some some pretty good protection here from the offensive line. We're also gonna see uh, a route combination over here. We're gonna see Frank Darby getting an opportunity. Uh, he's gonna come and sort of sit down in this zone here, um, whereas Zacchaeus is gonna come over here, keep going and sort of go to the sideline where he's gonna catch this pass. Um, and we're also going to see actually a couple of other routes come open on this one with Parker Hesse. He's going to come around in here and be available. We're even going to see Keith Smith be a potential outlet here, but both of these are unlikely to get to the first down. They might've been able to get some of that yardage back if this was like a second down situation, but on third down, you got to go for all of it if you can. 
Um, and we're actually going to see on this play uh, three defenders for the Seahawks all take Darby here. All of these guys sort of go to cover Darby, leaving just the safe, Zacchaeus one-on-one with the safety. And that safety here, uh, way back, he's going to keep bailing backwards. Um, and that's going to leave a big hole in the zone for Zacchaeus if this ball's on time for Marietta, which it is. Uh, and uh, a, a nice conversion here, big conversion. So Mariota's going to get this snap. We're going to see this route. And again, you're going to see these defenders all go up for Frank Darby. And Zacchaeus is just going to have one-on-one with that safety who's continuing to back up. Um, now, I'm, I'm a, I think this is just a, a, a bit of a puzzling decision by the Seahawks defense here at this point. Because the linebacker's seeing these guys blowing past him, right? Um, and he's going to go towards Darby. These two are both also covering this guy, but Darby is not even close to the first down, right? Which is here. Um, whereas Zacchaeus is screaming downfield, uh, the safety has just continued to back up more and more. And that's where he is. So Zacchaeus is going to have a great opportunity here, which you see, he's just going to sort of cut this off. Um, and then is able to get that first down yardage with a nice catch from Mariota here. Um, and as you can see, you know, the Seahawks playing very conservative, soft coverage here. Falcons fans will be very familiar with that, uh, which is basically leaving Hesse and Keith Smith like just completely uncovered at this point. But again, even if Hesse catches this pass, he's got to go another 15 yards. And that's just unlikely with all of these guys in the area. Um, so very smart decision by Mariota to chuck this, to go for it all. Uh, and Zacchaeus, you know, very good route. Uh, able to get that separation um, from the safety who's having to play, you know, playing this very, very deep uh, alignment. And he just can't close fast enough to break up this pass. Um, you know, Mariota's still got two yards of separation when this ball is caught. Or, excuse me, Zacchaeus has two yards of separation ball is caught. Just a nice play there. Um, love to see it. Uh, and just a huge conversion. Um, just a, a very clutch play here to get the Falcons keep this drive alive, uh, which is really important in the context of this game as well. All right, folks, last play we're going to look at today, Drake London's second touchdown of the season, a 14-yard touchdown catch. Uh, you know, great season so far for the rookie, the top rookie wide receiver, showing why he was worthy of being selected in the top 10 uh, with a really dominant start to the season, really just giving the Falcons exactly what they needed on offense, which is if you're going to sell out to stop Kyle Pitts, we're going to have another threat that can absolutely torch you uh, and make you pay. Um, and that's what we've seen so far through three weeks is Drake London's been the beneficiary of all that attention on Pitts. And this is a really, really good play, uh, play designed by the Falcons here. So before th we didn't get to see this on the all 22, but um, Patterson's going to start in the backfield here and going to motion out to where he's where he is now. So now that's going to show the Falcons uh, with no running back. And as soon as this happens, the Seahawks are going to apparently check into a blitz. I don't know if the blitz was called prior to Patterson leaving the backfield, but a lot of times when defenses will see uh, a running back leave the backfield and go line up as a receiver, they will check into a blitz because the quarterback, of course, doesn't have that extra protection any longer. So this linebacker for Seattle, I don't know if that's, I think that's Jordan Brooks. He's going to creep up here and blitz. Um, and when that happens... It's going to leave Drake London uh, with an enormous amount of space right here and just leave him one-on-one -on -one with this safety. So we're going to see uh, 
London. Run what appears to be a slant route here. Um, he's going to come in right here, catch this pass. The safety is going to crash down on it like it's a, a full slant because with a regular slant, right, you would just keep going like this and try to get in. But London's going to stop, uh, show off his route running, stop on a dime here, and just evade the tackle uh, and go in for the touchdown here. Just a really well-executed route showing off London's body control at his size, which is impressive, his run-after-the-catch ability, and, of course, his hands to catch this pass in traffic as well. So we're going to see the blitz here. Not really picked up, but it doesn't matter because that is a quick-hitting pass, uh, and London's just going to run through the tackle attempt. So we're actually going to see, you know, two Seahawks defenders go to take this pass away. Uh, and the Blitz is going to get to Mariota. You know, Jake Matthews does what he can to try to slow it down with one arm. Um, but as of now, you know, you're seeing London here. Uh, he's pretty much wide open to catch this slant. Neither of these guys can realistically contest this uh, because the, line black, the, uh, the linebacker who was covering the zone, he blitzed. So this is an absolute, you know, perfect call to beat that blitz because now Drake Lennon has all this space. Um, and again, he's just going to catch this, run through the tackle attempt in for the touchdown. Um, just a great play, perfect play call to take advantage of that blitz by the Seattle Seahawks. Um, and of course, Drake Lennon showing off his ability as a runner, as a physical presence after the catch. And of course, those route running skills to stop on a dime there on a slant like that uh, and catch that that fastball from Mariota. So great play all around. Terrific uh, pass under pressure from Mariota. And of course, great job by Drake London and the coaching staff for that great play. All right, folks. Well, there you have it. Falcons film review week three, breaking down how the offense took control of this game. Um, like th there were definitely some defensive plays worthy of being looked at. Just uh, not enough time. Don't want this video to be like over an hour. Um, but, you know, definitely want to give a shout out to AJ Terrell, who I thought played DK Metcalf very well. Um, you can still see it on plenty of these plays, you know, early in the game, first uh, first quarter, 10-28 on that third and three, uh, breaking up that pass to DK Metcalf in the end zone. That's what Terrell's going to do. I think I think, you should, I think they need to play him more in man, let him play more press, let him play closer to receivers and show off his ability to break up passes because he's been doing that at a high level this year. I think playing him off in zone where he's going to, where it's just not utilizing the best of his abilities. Let him trail guys, let him get in guys' faces and, and really disrupt stuff. That's, that's what I think about that. Obviously, Grady Jarrett had a great day getting involved as a pass rusher. Uh, Richie Grant. Had a tremendous day as well. Had the the int at the end of the interception at the end of the game to end it. Um, also had a few key run stops and um, one missed tackle. But you know we'll, we'll let we're focusing on the positive today. Um, and the Falcons get their first win of the season, which is big um, because this is a very tough stretch coming up. Uh, you know they do have a potentially winnable game against the Browns here uh, in Week Four. The Browns I think have been better than expected with Jacoby Brissett. We know they have a great offensive line. Great run game, and Brissett, I think, has been very efficient and smart as a passer, so certainly no shortage there. Uh, you know, whether or not Miles Garrett plays is going to be a big question, um, but certainly a challenge for the Falcons' offense and defense, but something that could be considered winnable compared to the games coming on the schedule, which are going to be against, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
and the San Francisco 49ers, both of which faltered last week. So we'll see how those two teams look going into week five, where the Falcons could potentially get players back off IR. We'll see players like Isaiah Oliver, for instance, they would be eligible to possibly return in week five. Um, But we'll have to see. Uh, I appreciate everyone for hanging out, both those watching on video on YouTube and those listening to the podcast. Uh, Again, apologies for this being up later than usual. The All-22 I think it's important to do the All-22. You guys have seen the first two shows without it. It's just really difficult to illustrate some of that stuff in the secondary in particular and some of those blocks downfield that you really want to shout out. It's hard to do that without the All-22. NFL Plus, unfortunately, very unreliable with when it comes out. Um, When the Falcons go back to having more 1 o'clock games, probably going to be up a little bit earlier with the 4 o'clock game. It's delayed a bit more, it seems like. So, uh, sorry about that, guys. I hope that... Uh, You don't mind a a slight delay today getting this in the afternoon instead of in the morning. But um, I know you guys love that sweet, sweet All-22. So thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Please like and subscribe if you're watching on video. Please leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. If you're listening to the audio, I encourage you to also uh, check out the video if you want to see the clips as well. But wanted to make sure to provide the audio for those of you uh, driving, you know, to work and all that stuff. That's when I like to listen to pods. Uh, Can't really watch a film review while driving. It's just... Uh, just not a good idea. So don't, don't do that. Just listen to the audio. And then if you want to go back and, and watch the uh, the clips later, you, you're welcome to do that. Um, do you want to shout out the Patreon? Uh, we're going to be having our next Q&A session here very soon. Uh, exclusively for patrons. You can ask all the questions, burning questions you have. Uh, also, early access to all the podcasts and live shows uh, on the Patreon. Should be up the day before for most shows. Um as well as ad-free, high-quality recordings of all those episodes, uh, among other things. So if you're interested in that, uh, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Live. But again, guys, we really appreciate you tuning in hanging out with us. We will see you next time on the Falcoholic Live. We'll be back Wednesday night, 8 p.m. for the next episode on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. I'm Kevin. I have Falcoholic Kevin on the Twitter. See you then, folks. <laughs>